Hello, hello, welcome back to the Dead Dad Society. My name is Mitch Garling, I am your host. This is the therapy group in the form of a podcast. This is episode 28, thanks for coming along. Thanks if you're coming back. Thanks if this is your first time. Just thanks, just general thanks. Episode 27 was another slam it down fast solo episode. People seem to really... Do you know what? I've had three different people message me about stuff that I said on that podcast saying that it was really funny and that it could almost be a bit on stage. And you know what? I'm going to do it. But also, I need to start remembering what I'm saying on these podcasts because people message me about them and I go, <laughs> thinking that it's just someone sending me something funny. And then they're like, do you even remember saying that? Nah, I obviously don't, guy. I've got a horrible memory. But thank you for sending through all the things that you guys like about the episodes. Whether it's a guest interview, or it's me rambling, telling stories. I appreciate you, and thanks. Keep the messages coming. Speaking of a guest episode, I recorded one yesterday with a guy. Uh, I won't go too far into it, uh, in terms of who it is, or anything like that. Like that. But uh, the, the chat really centered around uh, obviously he'd lost his father but the chat centered around ADHD and being an adult with ADHD or being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult the entire time I was saying ADHD just then I know that my mum is furious that I'm saying H instead of no no that's right H H she gets angry when I say H anyway that's like a whole nother thing I'll do a whole episode on the HHH between me and my mum. But the episode that I just did about ADHD, I think I just did it then, ADHD? The episode that I did about ADHD really opened my eyes in terms of things that I do. So I was talking to this guy and we were sort of saying, or he was saying that you don't particularly, not that you don't live in the now, but you're always looking for a greater thing in terms of, for, as an example, uh, this is something that I do a lot, is that I will be at dinner with people or I will be, you know, out maybe at the footy, watching the footy, hanging out, talking, rather than just having a conversation with friends and trying to enjoy the game or enjoy the dinner or connect. My brain is constantly looking for the punchline in the conversation. So rather than being present I'm looking for the next avenue for me to get a laugh for me to get validation for me to feel something so that's that's apparently a big thing in terms of like the inability to connect or just to be looking for the greater thing for yourself I don't know if I'm explaining it properly but that episode will explain it more but there's there's another example that I talked about. The other day I was working out with my family. Uh, we've got a bit of a home gym going on at the moment. Obviously lockdown. Still in lockdown. Week two coming up. But we've started a little home gym. We've just been working out. And the other day my mother-in-law said something. And then my sister-in-law burned her by saying that only Jesus can help you. I can't help you now. And I thought that was so funny. Like it was a, one of those be there in the moments, so funny, what a burn. 
full validation to the sister-in-law. Congratulations, that's hilarious. But I then spent the next maybe five, ten minutes thinking about that line and trying to figure out if there was any of my pre-existing jokes that I do on stage that I could slot that in as a tagline. Now, keep in mind that my whole family is there. We're all working out. We're all connecting. We're all laughing. We're all chatting. But not old Mitch. Mitch is just doing his reps, being quiet, trying to figure out where the funny is rather than connecting. So in summary, after the last episode, uh, or after the last guest interview that I did, I think I'm going to go get checked out to see if I have ADHD. HD? The fact that I can't get past that is probably not a good sign. But I think I'm going to go get checked out for that. Just, I think it's important. So I'm going to do that and I'll keep you updated. You guys are on tender hooks. You need to know, but I'll keep you updated. Man, this, uh, this lockdown, it's been good fun. It's been good fun. But uh, yeah, we, uh, we've got the home gym going on at the moment. We had a bit of an incident yesterday. My wife, uh, I think it was my wife, we're not sure, no one's owned up yet. But someone put the large weights up on a ledge, up on a step, after they were finished with the reps. And as we were making our way around the group, around the circle, each doing our own thing, it came my time to come up to these ones. We were all standing there talking. And then all of a sudden, one of the weights, seven kilo boy, not a, not a huge weight in the grand scheme of things, but a seven kilo boy fell off the ledge onto my foot and we have another foot disaster. I've just had the moon boot on for the broken ankle. I'm back in society. I'm back living my life. And then this happens, like some sort of vendetta against my feet. It broke the skin through the shoe, the toe, one of my toes, the second toe. Oh boy, it's huge. It's swollen. It's real pink and purple and bloody. I don't know if it's broken, but we've had a toe emergency. I can't wear shoes. I mean, I can, but it's not fun. So the toe, the toe's happening as well. I've got so much stuff going on. I might have ADHD. I've got a broken toe. I don't have a broken toe, but I've got a real sore toe, which is the, this is the saddest, most 32-year-old man podcast of all time. Everybody gather around. I've got a sore toe. <laughs> man, I, um, man, I'm missing doing gigs. I am missing doing gigs big time. It's, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of like, I'm building up a lot of material in my head, which is nice, but there's just no avenue to get it out at the moment, which is difficult, but I mean, not the end of the world, another week. I don't know if we're going to be in it for longer. I have a feeling we might be looking at the cases every day, but we were supposed to be going away again this weekend. My, my family and I, or my, my wife and daughter and I, we were making the most of this time off, you know? We had no uni, we had no... Uh, my wife had no work. We were going to Brisbane. I was going to do a solo show up there. It was being filmed. It was going to be great. And now we're just sitting at home, you know, and we're, we're trying to figure out if we need anything from Coles. And then we fight about who gets to go and get it. So that's where we're at right now. But now I do miss, uh, I do miss comedy a lot. I'm missing, I'm even missing like the geeks, the geeks themselves, the hang. I was thinking about like all of my, favorite gigs my favorite hangs 
And I was like, man, I've had some good times over the years. And I was trying to think about like, what was the worst, like apart from the worst gig on stage, as in like the worst actual gig on stage, what was the worst vibe gig? And I gotta say, it was, it was a couple of years ago, this one. And it was not so much the gig itself. The gig was great. It was more so about after the gig, right? So I do this show, I'm hosting, it's a big show. Like, you know, there's a, a lot of comics dropping in, dropping out, like just coming in, people showing up late, people dropping in to, to watch the headliner. Everyone's just good friends, you know? So the show happens. At the end of the show, we're all just kind of standing around, chatting. It's maybe, I don't know, 10 o'clock. Someone goes, hey, we should go get some food, which is not, you know, out of the ordinary for comics, late night hang late, have some food. I remember after Melbourne Comedy Fest, you'd go and have dumplings at like 2 a.m. That's just a ritual, you know? Everyone's like, yeah, let's go get food. And we all get up. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to run to the toilet and go and say goodbye to so-and-so, the guy that runs the room. It's like, you know, got to show face, mate. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the stage time. I go to the toilet. I go and say thanks to so-and-so. I come back to where we were all standing and everyone's gone. I'm like, oh, they must have just, maybe they went to the toilet. Maybe they went to say goodbye to so-and-so. Some of them smoke. Maybe they're in the smokers area. I look around, nowhere. I go and check the smokers area. Nope, nothing there. So I head back around and I see the room runner. And I'm like, hey, have you seen these guys? He's like, yeah, yeah, they just left. Ooh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I just feel like I made it very clear I was just going to the toilet and... I've been ditched. They had their little click. You know, I'm not part of it. It's brutal. Do they hate me? Is it because I'm too handsome? Did they not even notice that I was not there? Which somehow is worse. I would almost rather that they hated me than that they didn't notice that I was there. But whatever, you know, we dusted off. Who cares, guys? Let's go get some food. Where's Mitch? Who cares? We dusted off. Maybe I'll get some food on the way home. I don't know. I'm going to go back to my life now. So I go back to my car. And at the time, I was driving Uber. So I would combine it with gigs, right? So I didn't really do it that often in terms of like going out for the night and just driving Uber. I did it maybe once or twice. But what I would do is I would put on this thing called like directional, which is for drivers, where you can be say I'm in the suburb where I live and then I can be like, hey, I need to be in the city by this time. And it will give you a bunch of fares on that route. So you'll drive, like I'm in, I'm in Hornsby. So at five o'clock, I say, hey, my gig's at seven in the city. I got to get to the city by seven and it will give me all the things on the way. It's, it really is quite handy. But I used to do it on the way home as well. I remember this one time, I like literally, I was in Manly and I left the gig and then I put on the directional saying that I wanted to be home in less than an hour. And then I got a fare from like, what's the next up? Like Harbord, Harbord in near Manly, all the way back to Thornley, which is like the next suburb to where I live. I got paid like 55 bucks to drive this guy and I was driving there anyway, sucked in. I rigged the system, <laughs> but I was driving Uber at that time. Do it every now and then. But I set the location to home and I was like, look, I want to be home by 11. So any gigs in the, any uh, any uh, pickups, sorry, any pickups in the city, heading that way, 
It could only be a little fraction. Maybe they just want to go over to Artarman, just over the bridge. But that means you're closer to home and you picked up a gig. No, picked up a fare. I keep saying gig. You picked up a fare. So what I do is I, uh, I get in my car, I turn on the app, I get an alert. There's a pickup at Broadway Shopping Center. Oh boy, let's do it. I go to Broadway Shopping Center. I'm there. I can't see the person. I'm like hunched over, like looking out the window. Like, where are they? Where are they? I can't find them. Where is Jimmy? Or whatever his name was. You know, I'm like, I'm like a delivery driver, like looking for the letterbox. You know, he's got the pizzas. He's hanging out the window, just squinting, looking. Anyway, so I'm coming out to Broadway Shopping Center. If everybody knows the, the little side street as you go off the main bit of, uh, of Broadway Shopping Center. What's that called? I forget. But I'm there and there's a pedestrian crossing. I'm still hunched over looking around. I see a pedestrian crossing. So I pull up and there's a big group of people, two groups of people. First lot walk over, then the second lot start walking over. I was like, damn, they look familiar. Oh, yep. That's the group of people that just ditched me at that gig. And here's me, like the most scorned lover, hunched over the steering wheel, like I'm about to gun it to 88 in a Kia Cerato and mow them all down for not taking me to a Porto. I don't know if you've ever seen people be like, oh, there's our murderer. But that's what they were thinking. But that's, I was like this, I was like this, I'd love, I was jilted, guys. Just hunched over, tracked them down. I released the hounds to find them. And then I hopped in my Kia and I went to get them. I was like, ha ha, I found ya. You can't go to Nene's Chicken without me. No one offers me wings and then bales. But yeah, they saw me and uh, I saw them. We all pretended we didn't. I then immediately picked up my Uber passenger, pulled over, picked them up. I'm also 90% sure that they saw me pick up the passenger. If they did, that really helps me. If they didn't, I'm still just driving around town looking for them. It's no good. But it's yeah, safe to say, never got invited to anything with them again. Um, kind of keep a bit of a wide berth from me at gigs now. But that makes sense. They thought I was going to murder them. We were all heading out for a Galo, and old Galo got left home. So that's fine. They thought I was going to murder him. I wasn't going to. I was just picking up an Uber, and I don't know if that's worse. The fact that from a gig I was then picking up an Uber, I almost would prefer, similar to the thing where I was like, I would rather they hate me than forget about me. Part of me would rather them think that I was going to murder them than that I was picking up an Uber passenger. It's a weird ranking system. But yeah, that was the weirdest thing after a gig. Very strange to uh, to have that. Like, and I don't know what the etiquette is there either. Like, do I bring it up later and be like, hello, remember when uh, that thing, and I wasn't there, I wasn't going to murder you. I was just picking up an Uber. Um, I saw you guys, you, um, you know, you didn't really smile, you didn't really acknowledge, I didn't really either. Um, we all just pretended we didn't know each other, even though we had just spent the last two hours together doing comedy that's fine. I don't know what the etiquette... I don't know what the etiquette is at most places. What's the etiquette there? What's the etiquette at... This is actually, it's funny. I shared something on DDS Instagram the other day about uh, like funeral etiquette, about how you talk to people uh, at funerals. I'm not good at that. Like, you know, people came up to me at dad's funeral and they were like, in my mind, I was like, these guys are super lovely. 
But then after a while, you start hearing the same thing. You're like, oh, yep, okay, yep, I agree. And then I think about all the times that I have been at funerals and just, I don't know what to say. Like I was at a funeral for a, a friend who's a couple of years younger than us at school. He passed away, uh, I think it was two years ago now. Man, shit, passed away two years ago. And like I ran into, uh, so his his little his little friend, my friend, his little brother was like the guy's best friend that died. And I ran into the little brother at the funeral and I went up and was just like, hey man, great to see you. What's been going on? And he's like, just does like the hands, like not much, like look where we are. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's on me. Like, what? And you just do like, so many of the things are just like, oh, I'm, you know, they're at peace now or they're in a better place now. I think similar to my movement of let's get clapping at funerals, let's all have a blanket response as a whole, as a human species. When you see someone that has just lost someone at a funeral, whether it be mum, dad, wife, kid, you say, I'm so sorry. And then you shake their hand or you hug them. I'm so sorry. That's so simple. They don't need to go too far into it. Like if you're going, oh, they're at peace now. Be like, yeah, that works for someone that's been living with cancer for quite some time. Or perhaps someone that's been struggling with mental health. You know, you say they're at peace now. But you don't say they're at peace now for someone that crashed their Daihatsu charade. They had an accident. They didn't need the peace. They weren't looking for the peace. So a simple... I'm so sorry. Handshake, have a cuddle. We all get it. That's where that's what we're doing moving forward. Funeral etiquette. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Man. Speaking of I almost had a crash. Yeah, actually, you know, this is my this has been one of my wake-up calls in terms of like weight loss stuff, right? Because I almost crashed the other day. I was, almost crashed my car. And I was driving along just zoning. You know, where you just zone, where you're just in your own little world, and that's fine. But the entire reason for this zone, it wasn't that I was listening to a good song. It wasn't that I was intently listening to a podcast. It wasn't that I was, you know, distracted by that I had to be somewhere. You know, sometimes where you're like, I've got to get somewhere real quick. And that's all you think about. Like, you got to turn the radio down. You know, the windscreen wipers, you got to keep them up. Just don't, don't let them go off because that'll break my distraction. Uh, not distraction. That'll break my concentration. And I just, I won't get to this place on time now because the windscreen wipers went off. I got distracted because I pulled up behind a guy who had a number plate that was BLT, as in the sandwich. I don't remember the numbers. I was pretty fixated on the B, the L, and the T. BLT, bacon, lettuce, tomato. It was just a random number plate. It was a random, I assume, um, a random dispersion of letters. It was not a personalized number plate, but then, I spent some time in my brain thinking about how good BLTs are. About the time I had a real good BLT. Then I started thinking about other kinds of sandwiches. Remember that club sandwich you had in Bali? Oh yeah, I do remember it because I went back pretty much every day to get it. It was one of the best things I've ever eaten. And then old BLT in front of me slams on the brakes. And I almost clean him up while I'm thinking about all those delicious bread-based treats. Could you imagine if the police are like, okay, so 
you know, Mr. BLT, you slammed on your brakes. What was wrong? And he's like, oh, you know, there was a, a yellow light or there was a rabbit. A rabbit ran across the road and I didn't want to kill it. I'm a people of the persons, people of the planet. I didn't want to hurt them. So I stopped. And he goes, yep, great, great call. You know, maybe next time, don't worry about the rabbit. Unfortunately, it sucks, but you got to put the safety of yourself and the people on the road at higher than a rabbit. And how about you, sir, in the second car? What happened to you? And I've just got to say, well, the guy in front, he had BLT on his number plate, and then I couldn't stop thinking about BLTs, the sandwich. And I was thinking about a BLT that I had one time, and then when I found out that there was such thing as a BLAT, which is a B-L-A-T, which is where you add avocado to the bacon, lettuce, tomato situation... Uh, I was also thinking about a club sandwich that I had in Bali uh, to the point where when I went back to Bali for the second time, that restaurant was closed down and I almost felt like, why the fuck did I even come? And he will say, come with me to prison, probably. I think that's how it works. Straight off to prison for old Snitcho because he was in a daydream about a sandwich. But there's a good number plate though. BLT, good. B- I saw a couple of BLM, uh, BLM. I saw a couple of BL number plates, and this is where I'll talk about BLM. I saw a car at my work that had a "fuck off, we're full" sticker on the back of their car, but then also their number plate was BLM. And it was like, man, pick which side you're on. You know, are you are you for the people? Are you a warrior? Like the BLM matters movement? Or are you a fuck off we're full kind of guy who feels the need to marginalize everyone and put stickers on the back of their car like a real cool guy? Which side of the fence do you sit on, my dude? Or my girl? Girls can be racist too. In hindsight, it was probably uh, just like the BLT number plate, just a randomly generated number plate, and I have put too much thought into it. Uh, It was just a normal looking number plate. Again, not a personalized one. But damn, wouldn't that be good? Just a guy who's, he's so torn. I'm fuck off, we're full, but I'm also Black Lives Matter. I don't know how I feel. (laughs) Putting too much thought into these things. Oop, I just got an alert on my phone. $3 bacon and egg McMuffin today only. Oh boy, thank you. Please stop sending me codes and discounts McDonald's. The only reason I have your app is because my wife drinks a lot of coffee and I like to scan the loyalty card so every now and then we get one for free. But every now and then I get a thing that's like, hey, do you want 10 chicken nuggets for $4? I was like, well, I didn't until now. And now that I know that these kind of savings exist, I kind of feel silly not doing it. Man, $3 bacon and egg McMuffin. Also, if I was 15, I would have been all over that. But my palate's changed. When it comes to McDonald's breakfast, I am all about a sausage and egg McMuffin now. My dad used to have them when I was growing up. I would always get a bacon and egg McMuffin. My mum would get maybe hotcakes or something. I don't know. But my dad would always get sausage and egg muffins. I thought it was psychotic. It's like, how could you look past a sausage and egg McMuffin when there is such perfection as the bacon and egg McMuffin? Bacon and egg, it's so Australian. McMuffin, come on, dude. And then the old palate changed. Oh boy, how good is a sausage and egg McMuffin? I'm not downplaying, I'm not poo-pooing the bacon and egg. Still a very good 
McMuffin. In your own right, my friend. I'm not putting you down. But the sausage and egg McMuffin, that is the gravy. That is where the happiness is. And I get it. Is it because I'm a dad now? Is it because I... Is it that time where I first put my socks on and then I put those sock-covered feet into sandals as I put them into the sandals? Did some sort of freaky Friday happen where I became my dad and my dad became me and I'm into the sausage and egg McMuffins now? I guess we'll never know. <laughs> that was like that Kanye line. I guess we'll never know. Anyway, but I guess we'll never know. If I go to McDonald's sometime soon and I have the choice of anything on the menu, and I pick a fillet of fish, then it's a certainty. Some sort of weird Freaky Friday has happened. I have switched with my dad. I have become my dad. Hooroo, everybody. I'm my dad now. Dad loved a fillet of fish. He loved a sausage and egg McMuffin. I'd love to get his take on how I have them all the time now. I feel like he'd be proud. <laughs> That's one of those things where you're like, Dad, I had a kid. He's like, yeah, great. Dad, I, you know, I did this... Thing in comedy. Yeah, great. Dad, I eat sausage and egg muffins now. Come here, mate. I bloody love you. <laughs> oh, man. It's too early to be thinking about this sort of stuff. It's pretty early in the morning here, and I'm losing my mind a little bit. You know the whole, like, thing about um, how the whole, like, don't shit where you eat. <laughs> the whole, that adage of, like, don't, don't do stuff, uh, don't do bad stuff to people that are connected to the life you lead you know don't don't sleep with people at your work in case it doesn't work out and then you have an awkward work relationship like that for example i'll give you an example of the the biggest don't shit where you eat now i had a girlfriend um thank you thank you very much for that uh for the applause there that was nice of everyone everyone was like wow well, good on him but i had a girlfriend in high school and it was I can't remember if it was year 11 or year 12. I think it was year 11. I had a girlfriend in year 11. Uh, we dated for a couple of weeks. You know, very serious stuff. But we hung out at her place one time. I, I met her family. Her mum drove me home one time. And, you know, it didn't work out. You know, we're 17 years old or whatever. It's, it is what it is. But here's the example of not shitting where you're eating and in that time it was okay it was fine at the time but sometimes the don't shit where you eat the the location of the eating that can change over time now when i broke up with that girl i didn't particularly <clears throat> mind not mind that's not the right word but i it was very straightforward but then a couple of years later her mum bought or franchised my favorite pizza shop yep so every time that I would go into that pizza shop, be it with friends, God forbid that I would go in there with another girl, she would make special effort to run over to the counter to serve me. Even if there was like already a little minion 12 year old person who doesn't know the difference between a meat lovers and a barbecue cheeseburger pizza, even if they were already at the counter. She would run out, almost push them out of the way. He's mine. Gimme, 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 gimme. But they would, she would run over and she'd be like, hi, Mitch. You're like, hello. She's like, what can I get you? And I'd be like, this, but please don't spit in it. 
I would never actually say that out loud. That was just an inner monologue of my entire life. They had the best pizzas in the world. They had this meat lovers one where they would put hollandaise sauce on it and it was a game changer. Could I have it anymore? I would risk it. Yes, it was delicious. But the entire time would I be thinking if there's spit or snot or God forbid another bodily fluid on this pizza? Yes, I would. Would I still finish it? Yes, I would. But I remember this one time I did go in with a girl, just a friend, but I went in with her because she didn't believe me about how this lady was treating me or how she would go out of her way to try and have a run at me. So I go in with my friend and we order a pizza. The mum's at the back making the pizza. And after a little bit, she sort of clocks me. She comes over. Hi, Mitch. Hi, what are you getting today? Oh, the normal? Yeah. Hey. And then she turns to my friend. She says, I know Mitch because he used to date my daughter. And my friend was like, okay. And then she was like, be careful around him. <laughs> yeah. Don't believe me now? This lady's got a vendetta against me. I've given her a lot of business. I'm sorry that I broke your daughter's heart. I have, but I have bought a lot of classic crusts off you and I would appreciate if we could just move past it. This is a business relationship now. This is not about personal feelings. This is about a pure business relationship. One man trying to get a pizza, another lady trying to get $7.95, okay? You can have the $7.95, I'll have the pizza. If you don't want this kind of relationship, I'll take it elsewhere. There's a Domino's not far away. Once again, this is all a monologue in my head. I didn't say any of it. I said, ah, yeah, I used to date a daughter. <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> like a real smooth cat. And that's why I'll never eat pizza again. That is also a lie. I've eaten it many, many times. And I'm kind of sad that she doesn't own that pizza restaurant anymore because it was like a little bit of, it was a game of cat and mouse. It was a game of cat and mouse that had feeling. There was, you know, it made me feel stuff in my heart. It was nice to feel something. Not anymore. Now it's just, you order pizza, it gets delivered. It's contactless. You don't even see the person. You don't even know if the delivery driver hates you or not. Bring it back. Bring back that pizza shop lady. <laughs> that girl was not very good at school. Uh, she was not the best person at school. Not that anyone was really good at school. Like I am. Man, I used to, I spent my entire, I think I spent my entire year, years, maybe seven to 11, maybe even 12, just on MSN Messenger. That's the entire, that was the entire thing. Then when Neopets came out or Habbo Hotel, game changes. Goodbye. We used to sit on MSN in like group chats, the original group chats, and we would all, we'd all be in sync. It's kind of like how now when you're, uh, when you, you know, you, you're separated from people that you can't see, whether it's lockdown or just locations, a bit of geography keeping you apart, um, where you do like a Netflix viewing party where you all go like, all right, let's log on and we're all going to watch this thing. I couldn't even think of a thing that was on Netflix. Just, yeah, we're all going to get together and watch Shit's Creek. All right, play. We're all watching. Ha 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 I'm laughing at my house. You're laughing at your house. What we used to do is we would all be on the MSN group chat. We'd all be listening to the Hot 30 on the radio, 101.3 CFM, as it was called then, came through the Hot 30. 
and we would you know be discussing the songs oh this is good oh this sucks then they used to do these love segments and we used to ring up and pretend to be people like we used to pretend to be other people in the group chat you call up and be like yeah hey man my name's jason and i miss my girlfriend alicia alicia's my baby alicia come back to me and the people on the radio would be like oh jason that's no good are you okay honey I don't know why everyone is American. I was just trying to like, I was just trying to do some voices, but apparently I was American. Apparently the radio people were American, but they weren't. Uh, They'd just be like, oh, Jason, it's okay, mate. (laughs) Don't worry about it, cobber. You know, definitely not American. I used to, I miss that. You'd have to lie all the time too. Like mum would come in and be like, how much homework have you got? They'd be like, I've got English, I've got maths and I've got science. Knowing full well that I had maybe maths. So then I'd just be on MSN all night. I'd be checking into the Habbo Hotel, feeding my Neopets. And then she'd come in later and be like, how's things going now? And I'd be like, just maths to go. She's like, wow, great job, you little worker bee. Knowing full well that I haven't done anything. And that maths has been the only one outstanding the entire time. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. She never cottoned on. Poor old bird. But, uh... I wanted to start finishing every episode in a certain way. I find that when I try to finish the episodes, it just comes out of nowhere. It's like, and that's the end. I've been recording. Bye-bye. Same with the interviews that I do. I just kind of go like, oh, well, thanks for coming on. Okay, see you later. Bye. Something that I'm trying to get better at. I thought that a bit of structure would be able to help us or help me. So what I'm going to do when I do these solo episodes, I'm going to start giving recommendations. Just a recommendation at the end of the episode. Just something that people should check out. Whether it's a book, a movie, a TV show, just something like that. So that it wraps it up and I say, oh, go and check it out. And if you guys like it, then that's a way for me to connect with you. My recommendation this week is something that I think I've spoken about a few times before, but I actually just can't get across how much I like this. It's the FX show, Mr. Inbetween. Now, this is a show, it's directed by Nash Edgerton, bloody great director. Scott Ryan is the main guy in it. It's kind of like a, um, it's a dark comedy with you know violence, a bit of gore, but it's about this guy. He's almost like a hitman esque, um, Mister Fix It. Hence the the name Mister In Between. You know, kind of does everything for gangsters and rich people and this and that. But it's just a really good show. It has a great mix of like dark comedy, dark Aussie humor. There's been a few scenes in the show where I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe they're talking about this kind of content, and I'm laughing my head off. It's brilliantly acted. It's got such a good cast. Damon Harriman, who people may know, uh, he played Charlie Manson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's one of the main characters in it. Uh, Justin Rosniak is the best friend in it. He's brilliant. Man, it is just such a good show. I implore you. Uh, I think it's on Binge. If it's not on Binge, it's definitely on Foxtel Go, Foxtel Now, whatever that's called. But please check it out. Or if you have checked it out already, please reach out to me because I need to talk to people about it. I got to talk to Nash Edgerton about it the other day. He was at the comedy store. I think I said that in another episode. I'm not sure. But he was at the comedy store the other night when I was on. He was in the green room. I had a really quick chat with him about about it all. And yeah, man, bloody good guy, talented dude, but a brilliant show. So please, recommendation for this week, check out Mr. Inbetween. And if you don't, I'll... Send him round to see you, which is something that you'll be really scared of if you've seen the show. But um, 
Yeah, so that's my recommendation for the week. Mr. Inbetween, check it out. That wraps up another episode of Dead Dad Society. Thanks for coming by again, guys. If you, like I said, if you like what I'm doing here, please chuck me a follow on the socials at at Dead Dad Society on Instagram. I'm at Mitch Garling. If you want to send me a story, deaddadsociety at gmail.com. But thank you very much for swinging by, guys. And I will see you another day. Now, turns out doing the recommendation didn't help with the endings. Anyway, okay, bye. Love you.